Hello and welcome to the Soul Garden. My name is Georgina Langdale and it's just wonderful to have you here with me as we explore the inner and outer workings of living in a connected world. So in this episode of the Soul Garden, I'm going to share with you some of my recordings from the Soul Medicine course. And in this one, we're taking a look at Hildegard of Bingen, the amazing Hildegard of Bingen, and her uh, form of therapy that she talked of as vices and virtues. And it's a wonderful way of working with self-talk for well-being. So I hope you enjoy it. There is plenty, plenty more where that one came from. So I'm going to hand over to myself talking in the Soul Medicine course. And I'll just come and say goodbye at the end of the recording. Here we go. I'm going to talk about an incredible woman. Man, she's like the poster girl for midlife and beyond. A woman called Hildegard of Bingen. She was an abbess, um, a mystic, a healer, an artist, a composer um, who lived in the 12th century, so in the 1100s in Germany. And um, she was a, a, a Benedictine nun. She had been given to um, a monastery at a very young age and spent the first part of her life enclosed with a woman called Jutta of Spanheim as an anchoress, which meant that basically she's shut off from the outside world. Then when Jutta died, Hildegard just came into the world like a like a force field. She was incredible and her wisdom in healing and herbalism and the beauty of her artworks and her music and things ripple down to us today. The reason why I'm introducing her to you in this first um, session or this first week of uh, soul medicine for the midlife woman is because among the myriad of things that she talked about in, in incredible ways, and by the way, I do um, do more teaching um, about her um, elsewhere on my um, website. But the thing I want to draw attention to right now is is her idea of vices and virtues. What this is about is about self-talk. You know, if we are going to thrive as we go through the menopause transition and on into, you know, midlife and beyond into um, our whole aging process, how we navigate all of that, I think comes back to the things we tell ourselves about ourselves. What is the nature of our self-talk? So I invite you just to take a moment, maybe if you've got a pen and paper handy, just jot things down. What 
are the things that you tell yourself about yourself? When it comes down to it, is your self-talk kind to yourself? Or is it a bit of a cruel master? So write down now just some of the things you actually might catch yourself saying to yourself. You know, it could be, oh my God, I'm such a heifalump. I'm no good and oh, so ugly. Whatever it is. Or it could be, you did really good right now. In this moment, everything is okay. Write them down. I'm going to give you a few minutes just to, to, to journal that. What is your self-talk? What do you realize when you think about it, you're saying to yourself often? What are the things you tell yourself about your body or your looks? What do you tell yourself when you mess up? What do you say to yourself when you do something well? Are you proud of your achievements? Or have you not really stopped to think about them in that way? With pride. How we talk to ourselves really impacts our well-being on so many levels. So as we navigate midlife and we're over this nine weeks are going to be asking ourselves some pretty deep questions to explore who we are and, and what we want from life and how we can show up for others. We have to start with how we talk to ourselves. What is your self-talk? Hildegard of Bingen wrote her first book and started recording these amazing visions she had had. She'd had them since a young girl, but she was in her 40s when she really started writing and painting and composing. She lived till she was 83. Now, this is in the 1100s when the average life expectancy for a woman was 35. So she didn't just kind of tiptoe into midlife. She, she just like blew it out of the water. Incredible. At the root of her modalities that she created for healing... So she saw things uh, in, a, in a composite way. She saw us, and, and this is a very, well, this is a kind of universal way of looking at ourselves right through till about the 1600s. She saw um, us in relation to nature, to spirit, and to cosmos. And... So she was looking not just at physical well-being, she was looking at your spiritual and emotional well-being as well. And she saw um, you reflected in nature, the elements, earth, air, water, fire, that, you know, 
that make up the world make us up as well and we're going to talk more about this in the microcosm of the macrocosm section but she said that our self-talk are our vices and our virtues and she saw that every for every vice so every negative self-talk or negative want there was a virtue positive self-talk positive want and each of these related to the nerves coming out down your spinal column through those um, through each vertebrae so for every negative vice there is a positive virtue for example let me think where you might have a kind of love of entertainment maybe you're a bit of a hedonist she would say you know you're just kind of in it for the laugh everything's ha ha party on party 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 you know i think we've all been there at some time haven't we she said if that is the vice love of entertainment is the vice the virtue is a love of simplicity how can we move from hedonism wanting more and more wanting to be entertained all the time to loving simplicity um, not needing all the bells and whistles being entertained in a very simple simple way and getting your kicks through that simplicity she would um, another example is uh, hard-heartedness you know if the vice is so let's look at it in on ourselves hard-hearted to ourselves i don't like me you i'm rubbish there's nothing to love about me i don't deserve anything this is all examples of hard-heartedness negative self-talk she said that um, you would change that self-talk into virtues with compassion so rather than I hate myself you could simply say I love myself or if you can't manage I love myself if that feels like too big a leap I'm okay I'm okay hard-heartedness is the vice compassion is the virtue so what's another one bitterness of heart you know maybe you're just um really been really hurt by someone else's actions and there's a bitterness in your heart to that person that event she would say the virtue the positive self-talk to overcome the bitterness of heart is generosity how can i be more generous of spirit um, thirst for glory here's a good one if you've got this thirst for glory ego 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 all the way through thirst for glory she would say it's not all about you baby what about having reverence for spirit for oneness for the oneness in everything for the connectivity we're all connected it's not just about 
your thirst for glory. It's about um, about reverence for all things. So do you hear what I'm sort of getting at here? Despair would be offset by hope. Lack of faith offset by faith. Concern for worldly goods. I want more. I need a bigger flat screen and the latest, you know, phone. That concern for worldly goods could be replaced with heavenly desire is what she saw. What are the things that feed your soul rather than your material want? What I invite you to do is look at your negative self-talk. What are the things you tell yourself about your fears, your wants, your needs, your despairs, your envy, your sadness, um, your (laughs) hedonism, um, your unhappiness. Write, Write them all down and then look and rewrite them with a positive affirmation or statement or phrase or word. Cowardice, cover, uh, you know, courage, for example. So I want you to, to go through, you got it, the negative things that you tell yourself. And now, next to them, you're going to write the virtue that will will kind of cure the vice it's like the idea of positive affirmations and creative visualizations what are the things you tell yourself instead of saying i'm no good you could replace it with i am okay or i'm i don't deserve this could be replaced with i am worthy or i deserve this can be that simple But the trick is to do it. So that's step one. Then step two, once you've got these, you know, start to use them. When you catch yourself in a state of negative self-talk, correct it with positive self-talk. Correct the vice with a virtue. I'm hopeless at this. I just don't understand it any I just don't understand it. You could correct that with, I am learning how to work with this thing. Or, I just, uh, I just don't understand it. I'm going to give myself time to understand this. See where I'm going with this? It is really, really powerful. And it... And and if we're to thrive in midlife, and if we're really thinking about our soul, you know, this uh, in this medieval thought, and Hildegard of Bingen would say as well, that our soul lives in our heart space, or in our heart chakra. Our spirit is much more mental and in our head, our brain. The soul resides in our heart, in the very core of us. So what is the talk, the self-talk, that nourishes and nurtures your soul? What is the 
talk, the self-talk that is medicine for your soul rather than poison for your soul. Really play with this. And you may decide that you might think, well, this week I'm just really going to focus on on trying to um, reset this particular bit of negative self-talk I do. Whenever I do X, I'm going to say to myself Y. And I'm just gradually going to get better at mm, no more of X, bring in Y. Okay? We really, we can't expect to be the best version of ourselves, to have our sovereignty, to feel strong and grounded and confident and and wonderful and fabulous and beautiful if we are telling ourselves the opposite of all of those things. We have to start with changing our self-talk. So write down the negative self-talk and build the virtues, the positive self-talk that you're going to, to change things with. And you're going to do it just for you. The things this week, it's all about you. The things you say to yourself that are not supporting and nourishing and nurturing your soul and your inner world. And what are the things that you could say instead that are positive? Hildegard used this as a fundamental part of all her healing and therapy work she did with people. And when I work with my coaching clients and things, it is these sorts of things that I do to help them really step into their power. We, we, we work with this in our coaching relationship. But here in Soul Medicine for the Midlife Woman, woman we're going to start working with it right now you're going to start working with it and I think you're going to find it quite illuminating so there we are I hope that um, you found some useful tools to use in all of that I really just think Hildegard is you know she she rocks and when you start playing with these ideas of hers you can use them in so many ways to help you through life as I said um, this was an excerpt from my course Soul Medicine for the Midlife Woman but uh, really you know it applies to anybody of any age um, you can find more of my offerings on my website georginalangdale.com and I will also be sharing things here on the podcast the Soul Garden and yeah and if you sign up to my newsletter at georginalangdale.com you'll get blogs and things like that too anyway so I am going to leave you with that I hope that you've enjoyed it I'm Georgina Langdale this is the Soul Garden thank you so so much for being here and um follow us like a stool of those lovely things and i'll talk to you next time okay bye